Welcome to Gut Wisdom on WCBS News Radio 880. I'm Deirdre Koppelman, and along with your co host, JG, we talk about topics that will help you in your personal and professional lives every Saturday night. Yeah. Yeah. Gut Wisdom will make you think. We'll leave you with real solutions that come from real wisdoms. and Wisdoms with a Z. Exactly. And tonight, we are getting into why and how we procrastinate, mm. as well as looking at perfectionism. And are they related? And if they are, how are they related? Mm. So what do you think, JG? Is there a connection between being a perfectionist and also being a procrastinator? Definitely. That's my answer. They're definitely related and definitely connected. How so? That's a good question. I think we should wait until we get into the show. Did you know? (laughs) Okay, that's fair. But did you know that there's actually something called healthy perfectionism and unhealthy perfectionism? Mm, No. Right? People hear perfect. Well, we're going to get into how some people think (laughs) perfectionism is it's good. I'm a perfectionist, so that's good. It's not always so good, but there is healthy and unhealthy perfectionism. We'll be talking about that and how it leads to... Unfortunately, procrastination. Yeah, which is uh, very common for me. So this is going to be a real great show for me. Do you procrastinate? Is this another therapy session for you? This is my therapy session. Oh, no. (laughs) I know this is why we were put in this wonderful opportunity. It's it's the JG therapy hour. No, the truth is <laughs> we'd l- everybody gets something out of what we do and that's why we do it. And uh, we, we've all had procrastination and uh, perfectionism issues. You're not alone, JG. Don't Thanks. worry. But we'll get back into that when we um, we'll take a break, a quick break. So don't go away. You're listening to Gut Wisdom, radio that resonates. We'll be right back. WCBS. Delays of two hours plus. With drive time traffic every five minutes, live from Chopper 880. We're just getting the first look here. Plus all the latest news. Several buildings have been evacuated. WCBS News Radio 880. Welcome back, everyone. If you're just tuning in, I'm John Gassman, and you're listening to Gut Wisdom on WCBS News Radio 880. Tonight, Deirdre and I are chatting about tips, tricks, tools, resources all about the topic of perfectionist and procrastinators. Hmm. Do you know any of those? Oh, I might know a few, but did you know, JG, do you know what the difference is between healthy and unhealthy? Oh, that's where we were before. That's where we were before. Let's talk about that. So perfectionism in and of itself, there's healthy perfectionism Mm -hmm. and unhealthy perfectionism. What do you know about that that you can share? Well, when I think of healthy perfectionism, it's all about operating when the benefits of your perfectionism outweighs everything else. Like, how? what do you mean? Uh, think about, you're thinking about positivity, good things. Mm. Okay, that would be one. Right. When your focus is on achieving personally set standards, right, a high level of standard, rather than avoiding any sort of mistakes. Yeah, it's hard, so you think, know. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Well, making mistakes is part of life. Yeah. So to th- you know the the if I understand what you're saying, a, a healthy perfectionist is okay when the mistakes happen. Sure, that's healthy perfectionism. Right, and I could be a perfectionist because I'm highly critical. I know that as a challenge for me. So another healthy quote perfectionism would be you know your strategies are flexible enough that you're able to adapt to change and be creative. Absolutely. Yeah, because the unhealthy perfectionism 
you're, you're really so preoccupied with making mistakes that you become so rigid in how you do problem solving. Yeah. It limits your ability to be creative because if you're creative and you're thinking out of the box and you're venturing into something maybe that is not the tried and true or not something that you've been doing you know, by rote every single day and you're just paralyzed to do, to take those steps, to try yeah. those things, that creativity is zapped and that is part of unhealthy perfectionism. Right, so I, I like your point about paralysis because mm. that's what it is for a lot of people. They become paralyzed. Have you, that's true. And there are times when we can, I would say, you know, analysis paralysis, and we'll talk about that a little bit later. You know, being a perfectionist has a lot of different connotations. And the unhealthy perfectionism that I've seen um, can really, the, the productivity, everything gets stalled. Everything gets stalled, and and it also affects your psyche. You're just not, you're just not very happy. You're so critical of yourself, which is not good. Yeah, there, there's definitely when I think about perfectionism, you know, I characterize it as the intense drive to succeed, <clears throat> and it's extremely intense for some people. I think that's the oper- you know, that's the operative word. Striving for excellence. Is not a bad thing. Right. We but should striving all... for perfectionism, right. the ideal <clears throat> is the challenge. Totally. Exactly. So yep. have, have you, JG, have you ever worked with any unhealthy perfectionists? Uh, other than myself. <laughs> other than yourself. Yes. Yeah. How do you, how do you deal with that as an employer? Uh, there's a lot of coaching that you need to give those that are in that role. You know... When you think about unhealthy perfectionism and the coworkers, you have to constantly coach and help them get out of their own way. Yeah. Did you know? So, according to Work Stress Solutions, yes, um, perfectionism is the leading cause of procrastination in mm-hmm. the workplace. Yeah. So, an employee can become so overwhelmed by the desire, by the desire to complete a project or a task so perfectly that they're incapable of even beginning a project or a task in the first place. Yeah, and that that is what you would call the unhealthy perfectionist. Right. Mm -hmm. And what uh, I was going to say, what about other coworkers? I know some instances where there can be issues when a coworker may feel either put off or they're annoyed, Mm -hmm. right, by the constant (laughs) overachiever. You know, those perfectionist employees, you know, they have to hit their targets. They want to hit their mark. They're always looking for the best result possible, putting every and sometimes it puts off a lot of their coworkers. Well, it's interesting because in our office, I don't know if you knew this, there uh, there was an employee. He doesn't work for you anymore, but he actually used to make fun of uh, somebody else on your team and used to call her constantly. Stop being, uh, you know, stop being an overachiever. You're just an overachiever and really putting her down when, in fact, she's not an unhealthy perfectionist. No. She strives for excellence, but yeah. she was She being has ridiculed. a high standard right. for the work she produces. Yeah. She wants everything to go out right, you know. But and I'm not saying perfectly. There's right. a difference. There is a difference. And it's a, all about excellence, but she really was focused on getting things right. Yeah, it's because if you're a perfectionist in work, let's let's just keep it for work right now. We'll get mm-hmm. into life generally speaking. 
But perfectionist employees or unhealthy perfectionism creates so much stress on that individual that they tend to, they can, they'll end up withdrawing, like pulling away um, from other relationships with other coworkers just because they're uber focused on being right, getting it right, and having it be so perfect that they don't, they tend to stay away from other relationships, especially yeah. if they are if they feel their other coworkers don't feel the same way or attack what they're doing in the same way, it's almost as if I can't be you know affiliated or associated or too close to you because I might pick up maybe some of your bad habits. Yeah, it's unfortunate that that's the way it's looked at. What about um, procrastination? Mm. Why do we procrastinate? Uh, we all definitely procrastinate from time to time. And, you know, sometimes it could be harmless procrastination, you know, like uh, forgetting to mow the lawn. Right, like who cares? So the grass grows a little bit. <laughs> my father always used to get on my case about, you know, raking the leaves every Sunday in the autumn. And I'm like, really? Come on, Dad. Is this such a big deal? I really didn't want to do it. Right. You know, it wasn't fun. It wasn't exciting. I, to so, me, it was just harmless procrastination. So there there wasn't necessarily like a major consequence if you didn't do it. Uh, after a while, there was, you know, once or twice. <laughs> when somebody <laughs> went <laughs> flying and slipped on the like big pile of leaves in the neighbor's suit. No, I'm just no, kidding. No, 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 no. That never, <laughs> ever happened. But, you know, I was always like, why, why do we need a rake? Why can't get, we get one of those machines that blow the leaves. Mm, efficiency. Yeah, my father didn't want that. He wanted me to do hard physical labor. Here's That's so funny. <laughs> he probably still wants you to but, do but hard some, physical labor. It's good for but you. But to answer your question, yeah. people procrastinate for a variety of reasons. So Yeah, so here's something that I read that I think um, I want to share. Perfectionism is about trying to achieve the ideal as a minimum requirement in all situations mm-hmm. and areas of life. Whereas procrastination results from refusing to take action until an ideal result is guaranteed in every situation. And they're habits. And it's rare to have one without the other. I think they're You're shaking your yeah, head. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I am a perfectionist and a procrastinator. They go hand in hand. They're interrelated for me. Yeah. And, they're, and, it, and it's a habit. So yeah. it's interesting. The more you procrastinate the more you procrastinate, yeah, right? absolutely. So, how do you procrastinate? Uh, when I don't have to do something, I tend to put it on the side for a very long period of time. And I'll give you a great example. When I was in school, mm. every time I had Which to- Which school? Weren't you in like eight 248, schools? 248, that's all we have to talk about. <laughs> just, just so everybody knows who's listening, JG was in- Two elementary elementary schools, schools, four four high schools, eight eight summer summer camps. camps. There you go. So there's one, two, two colleges. Yeah. Yeah. I I did time all over the country. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I served time everywhere, every every borough in New York. But I would procrastinate because, number one, I didn't like whatever it was that I had to do. Number two, I would procrastinate simply because, you know, I was worried that it wouldn't be right sometimes, you know? Mm -hmm. I wanted it to be perfect, excellent, right on top, no mistakes. So I would put things off. Which is one of the reasons why, you know, this is why we procrastinate. We procrastinate sometimes because we are that perfectionist. If we can't do the whatever it is perfectly, we will look to avoid it at whatever cost. 
Or sometimes we're scared to fail and we don't want to disappoint anybody. So we may as well just not even attempt because we think we might fail. But also for me, there was the thrill of waiting for the last minute. Yeah, that seems like you. That could be too. You know, I, I, there, there's a risk to it, but at the same time, there's a bit of a thrill waiting until the last minute. Can I get it done? Putting that extra pressure on me mm-hmm. to perform at a high level. Yeah, well, there's some science behind that as well. There's the other part of why we procrastinate, and mm-hmm. that's a control thing. Mm. Do you, did you what know do you that? Mean? Well, we want to do things the way we want to do them, mm-hmm. how we want to do them, and, yep. and when we want to do them. Absolutely. So if, we're given, if we have to do something and there's a deadline and it's not something that we want to or necessarily care to do, well, that's a control. That's, I'm just not doing it. And I will put it off until I have no other choice. Yeah. Sometimes we, we procrastinate because we don't know where to start. True. You know, how many times people are just unsure, they're given a job, they underestimate the amount of time something will take, mm. and they're just not sure what's involved. Well, that's, that's a key thing, because most of us are not necessarily good at estimating the commitment mm-hmm. that needs to be put through. I'm, I'm definitely guilty of that. There is no, there are times where I think, oh, I, I, I'll have that done in no time. Yeah, and then we, I start to get into it and it's like, oh my goodness, what was I thinking? I and, th- then that, and then I might become frozen and just say, mm, too overwhelming. I think the two of us are very much like that. We overestimate our abilities to quickly get things done, being high quick starts. True. Right? So, but we overestimate, but we also underestimate, the, I believe, how long things Something really will need take absolutely to get done and there's no question i huh, i wouldn't consider myself a perfectionist i definitely strive for excellence which is different mhm when it comes to procrastination though i think why i personally procrastinate when i procrastinate is usually because i've underestimated either every little detail about it or you know, I just haven't. I, I didn't estimate how much time it would take to get it done. Yeah, and so I'm, I'm I freeze. Yep, I think that's uh, pretty normal for a lot of people out there, and a lot of our listeners. And by the way, for those that are listening, please share with us your stories. Yeah, uh, by either going to our website gutwisdom.com or put something on our Facebook page. We'd love to hear topics relating to your issues. And we have been hearing topics. I got an email today. Uh, from from a listener who actually responded to a previous show of ours on bully bosses, and uh, we appreciate the feedback and in any way that we can help. So don't be a stranger. So hey, let's step away for a quick update. We'll be back to help our listeners know more about perfectionism and procrastination, and when perfectionism is getting out of control. Love it. You're listening to Gut Wisdom Radio that resonates on WCBS News Radio 880. More drive time traffic. A collision approaching the Tappan Zee Bridge. More often. Triborough Bridge is the problem. Weekday mornings and afternoons on WCBS 880. You're never more than five minutes away from the latest traffic news. A lot of volume across the upper level now at the uh, GWB. When you need to know, we've got you covered. Inbound Midtown Tunnel, there's a stall past the tolls. Traffic and weather together, plus the new bridge and tunnel update. Only on New York's traffic station. WCBS News Radio 880. 
We're back and you're listening to Gut Wisdom. I'm Deirdre Cobbleman here with your co-host, JG. Yep. And if you're just tuning in, tonight's show is all about being a perfectionist and or a procrastinator. <laughs> it doesn't always have to be either or. You True. Know, the, and the, the, the great irony in there perfectionism. There he goes. JG is off and running. Yes. Yeah, because see. I get this topic. It resonates. It's, it's so okay, me well, and I you, see go it ahead, with, go ahead, with go my ahead. family. But Share. You know, there's such irony in perfectionism in in so far as that while it's characterized by the intense drive, right, to succeed, to be amazing, it's the very thing that prevents success sometimes. And perfectionism, I think, is highly correlated to procrastination. Well, definitely. And we've debated this. We've debated this, and I have seen this watching you. Not that I watch you, but we work together. You stalk on on Instagram. I notice. <laughs> I, <do not. laughs> I only <laughs> when you tag See, me on true. when you tag me on something. Yes, I will like it. That I would not consider stalking. Maybe we'll do oh, social well, media stalking. That'll admiring. be another topic. It's but admiring. here's okay, here's what ahead. I've noticed Sorry. in working with you, JG, is that you are it's all or nothing. If, totally. If you can't go big or go home. I see it all the time, but yeah. sometimes because of that, because of that mindset, well, what happens? There are times where we don't start anything because in your mind, there's not enough time to get it done or we don't have enough resources. And It's not going to be perfect. It's, it's not going to be the ideal. Exactly. And when it's not the ideal... It's like, mm, why do I really want to do it? Yeah, and you it's know, not perfect. It's not going to be as good as it could be. True, true. And it's interesting. And it's to, a hang up for me. I know it is. Well, we're working on it. We're working on. I know it. it's this my is your therapy, therapy session. session. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I swear, May May Gasman gave birth to me and gave me up for adoption. Yeah, I just want you, you were to the know. child they always wanted. Yes, <laughs> no, but they kept you because you needed more help. Anyway, <laughs> so here's what's interesting. Um, you know, you would think that employers would feel that being a perfectionist is an ideal quality to have in an employee, mm-hmm. right? How many times on interviews, I mean, we've interviewed thousands, thousands of people, thousands of job seekers. I wish I had a dollar for the answer to the, what's an area of improvement um, that you have for yourself? Well, I've been told I'm a perfectionist. Right. <laughs> it's like. Guess what? Mm, oh, not really. Not not necessarily the answer you want to give. Yeah. Why, well, JJ? Well, I think unfortunately one of the factors that drives perfectionism itself yeah. is the internal insecurity. You know, people are insecure and that creates the need for I don't know if you want to call it validation or approval, mm-hmm. but something along those lines. Yes. And and to even go a step further, there was a a study. Uh, you love studies. Uh, you know me. I like to read. I, I like data. Because you are a perfectionist. You got me there. <laughs> it's okay to have a thought. I don't express. Yes, that is. Yeah. Tell us yeah. about the study. Well, there was a book that was authored by, I think it's a psychologist or a psychiatrist, but it's called Perfectionism, Health and Well-Being. And they wrote about how perfectionists waste a lot of time a lot of resources and energy, right, in mm. maintaining ideal standards of performance. Remember, the key word here is ideal. Right. Okay? And they struggle with uncertainty. And when they don't get a lot of feedback, on, uh, and when they don't get a lot of feedback on how they're doing. so Especially positive feedback. Absolutely. If there's no feedback, I don't know which is worse, not getting a lot of feedback 
um, or not getting positive feedback. You know, you look at athletes that are always striving, right? Or an Olympi- in a, in a, somebody who's in the Olympics. Mm-hmm. You know, they want that gold medal. They're looking for perfection, but they're constantly getting reinforcement and coaching from outside people, giving them validation. They pa- strive. They strive for, for excellence. excellence. Absolutely. And when they have mistakes or they don't perform the way they need to to make their time or whatever the case may be, they use that as a learning opportunity. Well, first, uh, I would agree and, with you. And a lot of them first take it very personally. You know, well, you sure. look at a lot of NBA players, you know, it's the last second of the game. They take that shot. They miss the shot. They're perfectionists. They've been practicing that shot time and time again and when they miss a shot they feel like they've let people down yeah well let's that's true and uh, they haven't <laughs> uh, and that's where they, the coaching comes and in. and that's where the coaching comes in so let's get into this crazy loop mm-hmm. a loop-de-loop of perfectionism loop-de-loop. and procrastination together so did you ever work with somebody who let's say they get out of a meeting, they're full of ideas and energy about what they're going to do next, and you know, sounds com- like me. <laughs> <They've>, <laughs> yes, that's true. They've committed to a deadline and some kind of deliverable. Totally, oh no, 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 that's not totally, me. I don't commit. I know. That's why you didn't <laughs> let me finish. Hear my story. Listen to my story. Okay, so they they're committed to this deadline. They're excited. They they're they're clear. Totally they're pumped. focused. And but what happens? So as the date looms closer, something's changed. Yeah, they realize the amount of work they have to do to well, get it done. Well, here's what ha- you know: they wanted the deliverable to be amazing, to Perfect. be fantastic, to be flawless. And yeah. even though their vision was super clear, they kept delaying the process of starting it and getting it done. And it's totally. almost as if that initial excitement to get it started at some point all of a sudden turned into this: Ugh, I'm dreading it, and I'm not doing it. Yeah, and that's that's really the loop between perfectionism and procrastination because studies have shown you don't if you're if you have unhealthy perfectionism that doesn't necessarily mean that you always procrastinate and if you're a procrastinator that doesn't always mean that you have unhealthy perfectionism however they are there is a loop where in fact many cases they are looped together yeah they're related it's like first and second cousins the way i see it yes and and again totally resonates for me because I used to do that more than I do today when I was in school. I'd be excited. I'd be pumped. I, I, I you know, say things like, oh, I have, I'm so excited to do this. And then I realize, oh my gosh, I have to do more research. I have to gather more information, mm-hmm. you know, before I can actually even start. So mm-hmm. it, all of a sudden it would settle in, you know, the reality of, you know, the goal. What is it that I have to do? And so that that's one point. The other right. point is that I always thought I had plenty of time. You know, yeah. I didn't budget the time right. So all yeah. of a sudden, it's the day before the due date, you know? And I see this with my own son who has, you know, he's busy preparing for, for essays and reports. Right. And he thinks he's got a lot of time, but he really doesn't. He's waited till the last minute. And then we have to pull the all-nighter. Or, well, could it be that? And now you have stress, you have panic. A little anxiety, possibly. Well, but it also could be analysis paralysis. Yeah. He may have had plenty of time to get something done, but perhaps the the amount of time that he spends or has spent researching mm-hmm. takes up so much time. 
you know, he may have had enough time to get the project done, but right. there is analysis paralysis, and that does come from perfectionism. You right. have to know when to cut yourself off. Absolutely. And you could see with even him, when he does his reports, he is looking at every word. Oh, I use that word too many times. I need to pull, pull the thesaurus, pick a different word. Mm. Every word must be perfect for him. Yeah. So what are some wisdoms, JG, do you think that we can share? How do you break the loop of perfectionism and procrastination? Mm. What's one? Oh, that's a good question. Dun, dun, dun. I know you're thinking. I'm noodling that one. What do you think? Well, I think even though we may be aware that, uh, you know, they're related, mm-hmm. we have to understand that it's a habit, and habits, like any pattern, oh. can be broken. Mm-hmm. We are in control. Mm-hmm. That's my favorite. That's a wisdom. That's that's a good one. I have some bad habits. What else? Uh, let's see. What else? I would think you, think you have about? to stop beating. I think it would be good to stop beating yourself up when you put things off, and rather think about why am I putting that off. Think about the why. Once you get to the why mm-hmm. and you get to the root of something. Then you can better, you know, be able to look at it and say, well, what if I just do one piece of this? Yeah, I don't have to do the whole thing. And that's Absolutely. that's what I've learned to do in terms of procrastinating. Mm-hmm. There's something that I just it's, it's in my draw. I take it out. Somebody was sharing a story like this a little bit ago. Mm hmm. When you take it out, don't look at it as a whole saying yeah. what's what's. What's the one thing I can do? One small thing towards it, not the whole enchilada. Mm-hmm. So that's a wisdom that yeah. I actually follow. And we could talk about that in a bit, the 80% solution maybe. Oh, I can't hear about that. Mm. Go ahead. What else do you have? Why do you keep <laughs> asking me? Don't you have any wisdoms? What no, is this? I have no wisdoms today. <laughs> this is my therapy session. Teach me. <laughs> uh, let's see. Well, when you're so concerned about an outcome being perfect mm-hmm. remember different than striving for excellence but when you are so obsessed mm-hmm. that it has to be perfect you actually get into this risk adverse mindset which ends up inhibiting creativity mm-hmm. so that's not a good thing and what so the- so just to understand you're saying perfectionism is like the enemy of, of creativity creativity and productivity i am is and, that, okay yes and perfectionism also affects our self-esteem Imagine how many times we are discouraged, how many times we have self-doubt that just sits and grows in our heads. The more we either are not perfect, which nobody is, and the longer we take to do something, right? Mm-hmm. What happens in our in our psyche is we get really down on ourselves. We're awful. We like I won't say yeah, we bad beat words. ourselves up. We Definitely. beat ourselves up, but that that permeates. So, so here, here. Okay, so I got a wisdom. Oh, I have it's about I time. Have I thought I'm just like the the leader of the pack here. Woo, well, would you just wake up? Yeah. Well, this is my therapy session, so I just had You're an really? epiphany. <laughs> so when I find myself stalking on social media, I'm intent. sorry. Did you say that <laughs> that you stalk on social media? Well, I like to check things out. I like to see what everybody's doing. So instead of doing something that I'm supposed to be doing to get done, but I'm on my Social media, I have to think about which is more meaningful, really, in life. You know, what's more important, well, being we on used, social media or, or really focusing on what I need to get done? Right. There's no question 
jumping on social media to avoid doing whatever it is that is looming and waiting for you to do it seems to be a great way of uh, of spending your time. But. You know, there are certain things. Like when I come to the office, I have certain activities I, I say is my ritual. I'm going to do this. This is my habit. I'm going to do this. But I always revert back to my bad habit of, ah, let me read the newspaper first. I'll make those phone calls when I have to. Mm. I'll call those people back. We have when to I- cure you. We have to cure you. Listen, you cured me from being a bully boss. Now I'm going to be a reformed <laughs> a reformed procrastinator and perfectionist. I can't wait. Listen, Do you have medicine for that? <laughs> yes. I want you to always remember, JG, and yes. for all of our listeners, the difference between excellence and perfection. So excellence yes. comes from liking what you're doing and even learning while you're doing it. Okay. Which ultimately gives you confidence. So even if you make mistakes... That's what's supposed to happen. That's how you grow. Absolutely. And that's how you become more confident. I Whereas perfection that. is going to give you negative feelings from every mistake that's made, even if the outcome, by the way, is excellent. Yeah. Yep. Does that make sense? It it resonates completely. So you were, JG, I'm so glad it resonates. And I love having therapy sessions with you. What, what were you talking? You said something about an 80, 20 something. I mean, I've heard that in business, but what? What is it in terms of perfectionism and procrastination? Well, this was something that I heard about, I read about, and uh, I was taught by a fellow by the name of Dan Sullivan, uh, who is the founder of a program called Strategic Coach, which is focused he's on- He's amazing. He's a rock star, as you would say. And uh, you know, he has this whole thing all about the problem of procrastination and perfection. And, th- and he has a book. It's called The 80% Solution. Right, and he's got a blog on this as well, mm-hmm. and I'd highly recommend that people read him. And this is the way, you know, you overcome these. What do you call them? Habits. Yes. Yeah. This is going to be the way you overcome the habits. So, I can't wait. Go ahead. you know, the basic concept that you're going to deal with here is that most of the time, when we have a problem or a situation, or let's say a task, right, to achieve to get done, most of us will the perfectionist will focus on I got to get a hundred percent of this done immediately and his way of looking at it is you don't always need to get a hundred percent done think about getting 80 percent of it done from the onset so now you have me intrigued this may Mm. actually turn out to be um, a therapy session for me this 80 20 what was the name of the book again the 80 percent solution i think it's called the 80 percent solution hmm by dan sullivan if you google it you'll find it right so it's if I'm guessing, and, and we'll take a break shortly. But oh, it's called the 80% approach. Oh, so it's an approach to perfectionism yes, and procrastination. Because he finds the two of them are connected. So it almost sounds like you have to only do 80%, but I'm sure there's more. There's more to the story. There's more to the story. Do you practice that? I do that more now than I've ever done before, which is very helpful for me. Following that approach. Absolutely. All right. Well, we'll be back with the best wisdoms on perfectionism, procrastination, and the 80% approach on WCBS News Radio 880. Introducing Play.it, a podcast network like no other. At Play.it, you can hear your favorite WCBS features on demand. In the WCBS Eye on Politics. I'm Pat Farnack with the WCBS Health and Wellbeing Report. I'm Steve Greenberg talking about your next job. Hear those and more from WCBS when you need it. Plus, great content from other CBS stations. For the best in news, sports, business, and tips for your lifestyle, go to Play.it today. Hey, everybody. 
Uh, you are listening to Gut Wisdom Radio that resonates. I am JG along with the hostess for the mostest, Deirdre Koppelman. And if you're just tuning in and joining us, we have been talking about the topic of perfectionism and procrastination and how they're related. The loop. The loop, yeah. as well as providing some tips, tricks, tools, and resources to help break the loop, break the cycle. Tell us, JG, before we uh, went to a break, you were sharing this 80-20 approach. Right, the 80-20 approach by Dan Sullivan of Strategic Coach. So there are a couple of things that you get out of this approach, probably two or three things. And Dan's approach is pretty pretty simple to understand. You're not going to focus on getting 100% of the activity done all at once. What you focus on getting done is the first 80%. That's it. Just focus on getting the first 80%. And that'll be pretty good. It won't be perfect. Right. It'll be pretty good. And what happens when you get the first 80% done? If you're working on a on a specific project, you get 80% done. How you, what are you feeling? What well, are you I'm thinking? F- well, if I have 80% of a project done, yeah. I feel good. Yeah, you I, have I confidence. See, I see the finish line. Absolutely. You see the finish line and you have confidence. So that's the first reason Dan talks about getting it to 80% because confidence will lead you to ultimately the result you want. Number two, Mm. okay, so you've done the first 80% of the project. Right. It also reduces and eliminates time that's involved because when you start to do something immediately, get it to the 80%, you're not going to procrastinate. You're going to take it to that point, get as much as you can done to get it to the 80%. But what happens if you procrastinate with the last 20%? Ah, so here's the interesting part. This is what I think is the cool part about reading Dan's book, is that anytime you're involved in an organization, it's all about teamwork. Your unique ability, your unique skill and strength is in doing what? Probably the first 80%. Your job is not to bring it home most of the time, at least the projects that you work on. You should delegate it to other people that have the skill set to perfect it, to take it to the ideal, to the level of excellence. So, hmm. So just think about it. You've done 80%. You've handed it off to somebody else who has real unique skills and talents to take it the next level. Yeah. So 80%, another 80%, you're 96% of the way there. See, that, I like it. However, uh, I don't want to be a contrarian. You always are. I like the approach. I think what's difficult for most of us is that we may not work in an environment where we are allowed to work in our unique ability. Well, that's an issue. Right. You know, most employers, uh, bosses, managers, they give you a project to do. They could, I don't want to say care less, but Mm -hmm. they're not interested in if your unique ability is, you know, all there or 80% there or some of the part there. And you may not have the opportunity to delegate. So I like the 80% approach. I think the 80% approach for people who, A, can delegate. Yes. And have the opportunity and I would say the the privilege of working in their unique ability works. I so, think I think so, wait, so let, let me, me no, okay, I have to go finish ahead, this point. Mm-hmm, no interrupting. Mm-hmm. Yes, okay. I think mm-hmm. for most people who do, are not in that situation, the key thing to focus on what I'm grabbing from your 80% is to focus on progress exactly. and not 
perfection because it's so important to remember that the opposite of perfection is not imperfection or just mediocre. The other side of perfection is actually what I like to call reality. Yeah. Right? There's there's no way that we're going to be perfect. The key is progress. Right. So think about it. If you don't have a team to delegate to, yes. do the first 80% as soon as you can. Yes. Put it down. Take a break. Yes. Put a time limit on things. Put it on the calendar. Say I'm going to come back in the next day at 2 o'clock to finish it up. Yes. Like we did a project the other day. I did the first 80%. John in the office took it to the next level. Yes. He added all the, you know, the little details that it needed. He gave it to me. It was like 96% done. Yeah. I added the last 80% to get it almost 200, and it was perfect. And the client, when we emailed the client, the client was like, this was great. So that that's was the only email. So that's interesting because if you had unhealthy perfectionism, you would be reluctant to delegate yeah. anything. 20%, 30%, it doesn't matter. You would be reluctant to delegate. Yeah. Why? Well, because... That other person may not do it perfectly, and you're giving up control by delegating. And right. delegating is key. <laughs> you know, that's a whole other topic on, on, to how, say, on we, how to delegate and feel comfortable delegating right. and giving up Absolutely. that control. Mm, yeah, that's yeah, part of it. It's all about having a good team, and that's another topic, as you said. But we have people <clears throat> that have those unique skills to make things excellent. Yes. You know, to bring it almost to the ideal level. What do you, what isn't there a concept about the gap, measuring the gap from mm. where you? So the gap, it, right? What an, is it? Another great concept that I've heard Dan speak about, and the gap. The way I look at the gap is the gap is the difference between where you are now, mm-hmm. right, and so, your ideal of where you think you should be. So just oh, just for clarification almost, purposes, this is not the gap. Like watch the gap. You mean the jeans, the jean company? The no, gap? in the subway, the Long Island Railroad. No, it's not Watch the Gap. Doesn't resonate, sorry. That's because you don't take public transportation. Okay. Uber, Uber. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We I'll, Uber. I'll be good. I'm getting antsy. Tell me, what's the theory behind, quote, the gap? Well, I go into the gap a couple of times a day because I'm always measuring things against an ideal, mm-hmm. right? How many times you'll come in and say, this should have been done. And when I hear the word like should have, that means you're measuring against some ideal. Some, Interesting. Some, so, like the, it's like the horizon. It's all the way out there, but you never get there. Yes. So the problem is the way we measure things, right? Mm. We measure things by looking not at where we are today. We start from where we were and say, oh my gosh, how am I going to get there? I'm so all the way far out away. There. I'm never going to hit it. And, and that's the problem is the way we measure. If you simply look at where you were to where you are today, look how successful you, what how you've accomplished. How far you've come. Yeah. It's, it's so different than measuring against the horizon or the ideal. Mm. And you're basically sitting there saying, oh, my gosh, look at what I have accomplished. Look at what I've done. And that inspires and that motivates. I love that. So that, that's how you get out of the gap. I love that. It's all in how you measure things. And, and that speaks to <clears throat> both the perfectionist and the procrastinator. Yeah. So the, don't measure where it is that you have not Where you're reached. not y- uh, correct. Is that correct? Yeah. <clears throat> Look at where what you have achieved. What, what you, you have achieved. Look at the wins. And have let the that gratitude. fuel you totally. to 
do more. Yeah, the ideal or the horizon is really the item that should inspire you. You no, I love you're ne- that. You're never going to get there. But you know what do they say? Aim for the moon, and you, you may shoot hit for the, the stars. Shoot for the stars, you may, you hit, may the hit the moon. Is that the way it goes? Yes. Somebody just said yes. That's yeah. true. So thank you, Ken. I love the gap. We will. Uh, we should put that on our website. Here's some other wisdoms besides the gap, and the eighty twenty. Yep approach on how to curb your perfectionism so do something action yes did you post something about action today i did i did i did even if it's not perfect focus on the fact that you actually took some action the crucial step in breaking the cycle of perfectionism is to just do some small something yeah i'd also add look at the big picture not every task that has to be done really has to be done perfectly not everything has that same level of critical nature. Yeah, 80% is probably all you need, according to yeah. Dan. And it works for me. Yeah. This has helped me so much. These are good wisdoms. Yeah. Then I would also say, do a gut check. Mm-hmm. Practice asking yourself, am I striving for excellence, which is healthy, Yes. or am I demanding perfection of myself? Because remember, excellence is an amazing goal and one that can, as you said, inspire and energize us perfection is just not realistic yeah and don't beat yourself up when you're yeah. when you're measuring because that's where you go into the gap exactly. i should have i should be when i hear the should have i used to be i know you know i used to be in the gap a lot and you? there were many times that you would say to me you're in the gap you're get in out the of gap. there and i find get your head out you of the gap you haven't said that to me in a long time so it must work what are some wisdoms uh jg for procrastinators well, for me, as I said, for, I think I said it, you know, I was always go big or go home. Uh, I've really ridden myself of the, I'll call it the all or nothing mindset. Yeah. You know, I, I've done away with that. You know, do it's as good. much as you can, appreciate what you've done, call it a day, move on. So that, right. that would be one. I think another is asking myself, you know, why do I procrastinate? The why. Get to the root, because by the way, not everything you procrastinate on or with, it's not always the same reason. You could be procrastinating doing something because, you know, you you don't like what it is. It's too difficult. It's too difficult. Whatever. There are... Ask yourself, as you said, why am I procrastinating? Yeah, I I know for me, if it's not fun, that's probably my number one of why I'm going to procrastinate. It's not going to be fun. It's going to be boring. It's going to be tedious. Yeah. And I don't like that type of work. Yeah. You know? I, well, believe me, I know. I have a couple of more wisdoms. Go do you ahead. want to hear them? Yeah, share with me. You do? This is my therapy session. How's share. Th- how is your therapy session going? I'm feeling amazing. <laughs> I feel You good. look so happy. I'm uplifted. <laughs> I'm inspired today. Well, here's here's another tip, another wisdom. Get organized. Make the to-do list. Set reasonable deadlines. And check off what you've done. Ident- also, I'd identify the hot pepper. You know what that is? The hot pepper is the thing you hate about it, whatever the it is in the project or the task the oh. most, and eat it first. Yeah. What was the name of that book? Eat the Frog by, was it Brian Tracy? The first thing you do oh, is yeah. eat the- Yeah. Eat the frog. Get eat rid it. of Yummy. the one thing that- Grib it. Grib it. For me, it's eat, you know identify your hot pepper, eat it first, get it over with. And totally. if a task seems overwhelming- Break it out into smaller bite-sized pieces. Chunk Eliminate your distractions. Get rid of your cell phone, the social media. Get focused. Don't expect perfection. Remember, perfection is not yeah. a reality. Perfection Sh- is the enemy. Exactly. Strive. So yeah. what do we want to strive for? We want to strive 
for excellence, not perfection, and get started. Take some small action. Ask, what's my next best first step? That's all next you need to do. Next best first step. I yeah. love that. That's it. One, it's like one small step for mankind. What's my <laughs> next best first step? Yeah. Yeah, look, yeah, I, you look, you look reformed, man. I have to tell you, you look I'm like feeling, some some light, some big halo over your head. I feel it, you know, the, the, because again, it resonates. I know I'm critical of others. Well, that's because it's gut wisdom the, radio that resonates. Very ah, cute. Got you. Got me is right. What do we want to know, feedback wise? Well, listen, as as I share with everybody. This stuff resonates with everyone. It affects everyone. Tell us your stories. Share with us how you've overcome these. What are the tips, the tricks, the tools, the resources that you use? Right. And if you have an amazing story, share it with us. Maybe you'll be on the air. So Let's pay it forward. That's totally. what this show is about. Let's help each other help each other. Yep. yep. So the feedback. Yep. And what else did we want to take your time I think we want to thank everybody who listens to Gut Wisdom. Yeah. And we've gotten some amazing comments. Yes. Some emails of how we've changed people's lives and certain things have occurred. This is so one, thank you, the listeners. Two, thank our family, our friends, all the folks here at WCBS News Radio, our rock stars. Can't express enough gratitude and appreciation. Yes. And previously aired shows are available on podcast at play.it. Or on Gut Wisdom, G-U-T-W-I-Z-D-O-M. That's the website. And next week, I am, this should be juicy, Culture Vultures. Mm. I can envision. What's a culture vulture? Oh, a toxic employee or boss, manager, business owner. I can't tell you more. You'll have to come. You'll have to (laughs) tune tune in in. (laughs) next Saturday night on Gut Wisdom, only on WCBS News Radio 880.